So, got the call yesterday. Actually, a text. Kind of what happened last week too. Mike, can you do something? Yes, I can do something. And God has just opened up a lot of things and show me different things that'd be good to do in teaching here. And then this one is going to be a little bit different. This one's a little bit. I guess it could be a little bit fun. Or the understanding of what's going to go on is going to be a little bit fun. So we're going to be talking about the elderly and aging, which I know a little bit about now. So in uh, it's different things. It's basically what is boiled down to is how do we treat the elderly and the widows and things like that and just working with age and understanding age and and things of that nature so let's turn to first timothy 5 1 through 21 we're going to read this whole bunch here so and it's a lot a little bit lengthy here and then we'll pray First Timothy five, chapter, uh, or verse one starting, rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father. And the younger men as brethren, the elder women, mothers, and the younger as sisters with all purity. You know, if we did that, there'd be a lot less trouble in churches too. Honor widows and that are widows indeed, but uh, but if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn first piety at home and to requite their parents. You know what requite means? That means return that back to their parents. For it is good and acceptable before God. Now she that is a widow indeed and desolate trusteth in God and continueth in supplications and prayers night and day, but she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth, and these things are, uh, and these things give in uh, in charge that they may be blameless. But if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. Let not a widow be taken in number under threescore years of age. How old is that? Sixty, right? having been the wife of one man, well reported of good works, if she had brought up children, if she have uh, lodged strangers, if she have washed the saints' feet. So I took a shower. I don't need it this morning. So, but ladies, you, you know, that are widows, anytime you want to do a foot washing, you know, let us know. Yeah. It doesn't sound very appealing, does it? <laughs> oh, no, wear, wear a gas mask or something. <laughs> so if she had lodged dangers, if she had washed saints' feet, and she has relieved the afflicted, if uh, she have diligently followed every good work, but the younger widows refuse, get away, 
You know, I don't understand that, but I can understand it to a certain aspect. Because the younger ones, younger widows probably should try to find a way to remarry, is what is trying to elude here. For when they have begun to wax wanton against Christ, they will marry, having damnation because they cast off their first faith. And with all the learning, it's not necessarily to say that if you remarry as a widow, that you're damned. You're not. If God is directed in it, because I know there's a lot of families that gotten together after the death of some, either on both I I know somebody who was a widow on both sides of it, the male and the female. And... And, and it wasn't something that somebody was waiting in the wings because we've seen that happen. And that, you know, that's a little disturbing, but I don't understand it, but who knows. But the thing is, if God directs it, they'll be brought together and it'll be show that it was the right thing to do. If God directs it. It says, uh, and it says, with all they will learn to be idle, uh, wandering about from to house to house, not only idle, but tattlers and busybodies, speaking things which they ought not. I will therefore that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, give none occasion to the adversary to speak reproachfully, for some are already turned aside after Satan. If any man or woman that believeth have widows, let them relieve them and let not the church be charged that they may relieve them that are widows indeed. Let the elders that rule be well counted worthy of double honor, especially those, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine for scripture saith thou shalt not muzzle the ox that treadeth out the corn. And, uh, you know, I, you understand the illustration there, but the thing is, you know, because he's a workman and uh, he's got to partake of the, the, the actual fruit of that ministry also. And the labor is worth his reward against the elder received no accusation, but before two or three witnesses, them that sin rebuke before all that others may fear. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and elect angels that thou observe these things without preferring one before another, doing nothing by partiality. That was a long thing there. And it talks about widows and in and, and, and such nature. But you know, as Christians, we're all married to Christ. We all are married to Christ. He is the husband of what's beyond. And, and it's reflected basically in the word of God that our soul is actually f- uh, feminine or female because Christ is the head of the church. And at death, we are espoused to him. But he hasn't taken his bride yet until that rapture takes place. Then you have that marriage supper. So let's bow for a word of prayer and God will... Hopefully bless what's going on here. Lord, we thank you for this time we can gather 
through the Word of God. And I pray, Lord, this is a message of, of blessing to people here and, and help. And there's going to be some humor in it and things like that, but it's also understandings of things that go on in uh, helps of, because our Sunday school is mostly in the mature side here. And God, you've directed that. And I pray, Lord, that you just bless all these efforts and, and just bless this mouth that I speak with, that it glorifies you and the things that are done. In Jesus' name, amen. So we see basically in the long scriptures, we got women, you know, we got a marriage, we got women in here that are widows. They speak a lot about widows. You know, I'm not a judge of anything. And we're not supposed to judge because we have a judge that's head over us that take care of that stuff. You know, we want to try pass judgment on people, but we are not qualified to do that. God is. So something goes on, you got to just trust God that his way and will is done. So we see through this thing that's basically how to treat the elderly and the aging. And uh, we're going to turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes 12, 1 and 2. <clears throat> so basically we said the context of the, the whole thing is second, uh, first Timothy 5 was widows mostly. Now the wisdom of Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12, 1 through 2, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh. When thou hast said, I have no pleasure in them, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. So he's telling us, remember your creator, even when things are going well not just when things are not going well. Remember who he is and how he is directed in that. So we see, so you're in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, right? Okay, now we're going to go and we're going to be talking about the aging. In, cha in uh, chapter 12, verse 3, it reads, in the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble and the strong men shall bow themselves and the grinders cease because they are few, those that look out of the windows be darkened. What are they talking about there? Well, they're talking about trembling keepers. You know what that is? That's shaking of the legs. That's the lack of being able to motivate like we used to, you know, and you get aged and things get tougher getting up and downstairs and things like that. The sheep, the, the, those keepers are like the stilts that hold us, this body up. They're shaking. It's not easy getting old, you know, you know, my dad says, you know, getting old is not for sissies. He said that all his life. So it's those shaking bones that are just trembling. Then the other one is, uh, they, they, they bow, they bow, okay? The strong men shall bow themselves. They're bent over, they're weakened. 
they're bent over. They're, they're out there, and i got to always remind myself to stand up straight because I get that way sometimes. You know, I'm, I haven't been wearing my brace and things like that, and that back brace really helps that, try to keep upright, you know, so you're not running anything that's lower than here, you know. So if you keep your eyes up, we're well, supposed to keep your eyes up anyways looking for Christ, so, okay. Lord, come anytime now. So, the strong men bow. They're bent over. They're weakened. Here's a good one. Grinders. What are grinders? Any idea? Teeth, yes. So those grinders cease because they are few. You know, you know. So, so you know, you can laugh at some of this. It is true, you know. Of all the things we have in modern medicine, this is, it's a good thing we've had good dentists. We've been able to, most part, keep our grinders. You know, sometimes people can't, you know, but it's there. Then it says then that they look out the windows and be, uh, of the windows be darkened. In other words, the windows are here. The windows are the eyes of the soul and eyes of the brain, eyes of the body. They darken. It's harder to see sometimes than things. And I notice that now. I used to be able to see this really well, even with corrective lenses or not. I used to be able to see this pretty well. And it's not because it's a focus thing. It's darker. It really is darker. So those are just some of the things as the elder they go through. And uh, you guys don't know it. Dale and I know it. We're about the same age. Linda isn't quite there yet. She's got a few months to go. <laughs> so, then we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 4. The next verse, verse 4. Says, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall be brought low. Well, that hearing is low. It's taken it that low. That the hearing isn't as good as it used to be, right? It doesn't seem to be. There's, I've been fortunate. I haven't needed hearing aids or anything like that, so that's appreciated. And here's the one that really gets me, though. And I've really noticed it in this last year more than anything. That, and, you know, I've, I've been retired quite a few years, so I don't have to get up with the birds. Boy, I've been getting up before the birds. All of a sudden I wake up, you know, it, I mean, the light's coming in, but we try to use dark, good clothes, darkening shades. And we don't have any windows open or anything like that, except for lately when our furnace gave out, brand new one, we're three years old, and we've been without any air conditioning. We're going to be without any air conditioning to hopefully tomorrow. But I wake up now before the alarm goes off, and I'm just waiting. Okay, I'll wait until the alarm goes off, and I just sit there and kind of doze, but I don't, you know, lay there. Or the dog hears because she sleeps with this. She's got her own little bed in a small kennel next to 
Linda. And if she starts turning, stirring, I says, uh, there's no sense. You got to get her up because she'll, she'll be up in the, be her, beside her and going, <laughs> okay. I mean, she's only that big. She wants up. So, so we don't sleep well sometimes. In the music, it says that the daughters of music shall be brought low. So there's, there's a lack of appreciation for music, especially when it's super high notes. Most of them are low notes. So we hear the lower registers as we get low, older than as much as the high notes. The, the high notes sometimes just hurt. So verse 5 of Ecclesiastes 12. Also, when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fear shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets. There's a lot there. A lot there. The fears of height and darkness. These are possible things that are in the way. I notice at night, I don't have the good night vision I had either in recognizing things, even when the glass is on. So if I get up in the middle of the night, I'm very careful to walk away. I don't want to run into something and get hurt and fall, you know, stub the toe, stuff like that. Just simple stuff like this. When I was younger, that stuff wouldn't bother me. I'd bam, kick something. Oh, all right. I'm all right. I know where that is. But I could, I, I can remember negotiating better through the house when I was younger. So until she changes the furniture around, then everything's a surprise. There's, there's a picture of an almond tree here. It's a, po- a prophetic, uh, or a po- poetic picture. When they turn ripe, they're fully white and fully mature. And that's talking about gray hair. And Linda was cutting my hair yesterday and he says, boy, you're getting more gray and more gray. Now, I don't color my hair. I color my beard. So I look as old as I feel. Just comb some chalk through it or something, you know. But I've been asked that by a lot of people. Do you color your hair? No. And it's weird having one of my sideburns that's lighter up here than the other one's darker before it gets up to this one. So I'm, I feel like I, I got to tilt my head to be even. Something like that. The grasshopper. Now, the, the grasshopper, I mean, we're talking in an area in Ecclesiastes that grasshoppers were a real problem. And they'd have big hordes of them coming through. Well, when the grasshoppers come through to, to people that are going through a tough time, basically it's an illustration of things that can go wrong. And they do go wrong. And when things happen... It seems bigger than it used to be and harder to deal with. You know, you want everything to go easy and go well. And you, you can, okay, I can 
slough this off. I've been through this before, but as you get older, things that happen are harder to deal with. They just are. You know? So, and then it talks about the desire. It says the desire shall fail. You know what fails? That it's the lack of excitement sometimes or anything. Things, you know, something happens and it's up, well, here we, here we go again. You know, that desire and then, you know, to do some things, we don't get that excited anymore because we know we got to deal with something or whatever. This is, if this is ringing a bell to you, I mean, this is how it's happened to me. And how I understand it, basically. And then it comes down to uh, desires to fail. Because the man goeth to the long home. Well, those desires are failing because, okay, I'm living here a long time. You know, you know what my desire really is? Honestly, my desire is really to leave here. I don't know if it'll be by death or by rapture. But there's a lot of things after a while. I've already seen it. I've already done a lot of them. And fortunately, I stayed away from a lot of other ones that I shouldn't get involved with. But the desire is not so much here anymore. Those desires are gone. And we're going to that long home. What is the long home? What is that long home? It's the grave. It's the grave. And what happens? The mourners, it says that the mourners go about the streets. We go into the grave. The mourners come. They mourn us. They go home. And they eat pizza. Because life goes on. They go about their way. They go about their life. They go back into the streets doing what they need to do to survive, to live, things of that nature. And that's what you think about, you know. I don't know if you thought about it, but I, I know I thought about it. You know, I feel fortunate that I've lived this long for some of the stupid things I've done in my life. But that long home, the grave, and the mourners, they'll mourn you, but they got to live too. they got to go about their business till God calls them also. Ecclesiastes 12.6 or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Boy, what are we talking about here? Well, basically you're saying things break down, like our air conditioning. That's only three years old, you know. And having a Junk a car that we used to drive here all the time because the economic was between 35 and 40 miles of the gallon. If you had a good wind behind you, you'd get 40 miles of the gallon, believe it or not. And uh, things just break down. And it, it's somebody, after a while, you, you know, I know I'm breaking down, but, you know, I'm still lasting. But a car isn't going to last 72 years. You know, my air conditioning isn't going to last 72 years. If it is, I, I, I bought somebody else some good air conditioning. 
but things don't last. That silver cord might be a, ref, a reference to the ligaments in, uh, that fail to keep us upright and moving and working right, and they stiffen, we stiffen up, and we, it's hard to do things and lift over our heads or whatever it might do. Getting out of bed, getting out of the chair, it's, it could be broken or uh, weak bones. The, the bones slowly break down. We're not exercising enough. You know, we keep strong bones by exercising, you know. How many of you went to the gym yesterday? One. Good for you. So, of course, you're not 70 yet, so. you got quite a few years before you get to 70. So, here's the other thing. Antique or family treasures, treasures break. They're broken. Things we hold for our kids, the things that we wanted to give them, and if something happens to them, then they break. You know, sometimes just, they don't want them. You know, those heirlooms, they don't want them. I can understand it for certain. You know, we're always asking ahead of time, you're going to want this? You're going to want that? Tell them, if you're not, we're going to start parting ways with stuff. We've had a garage sale. An amazing garage sale. We sold $25 worth of something. 25 bucks of all this junk we got. Put it back in, some in the garage, and some in the trailer that's going to go to the dump. If they're not interested. I told my wife, though, don't give it to the copper. Anything that's copper, you keep. Because that's money. There's value in copper. The other thing is there's things that are dependent on breakdown, like air conditioning, like your you know, your refrigerator, your car, uh, anything like that. And it affects us more as we get older. It bothers us more because we rely on it so much more. And here's one, of course, they're not to experience when those that, you know, uh, Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes because it says something about the wheel broken at the cistern. The, the the pitcher was broken when they get water from the waterfall there or whatever it is there, or the fountain. And then the, the wheel broke of the cistern as they're trying to pull it out. But I thought of another wheel. As an elderly person, what's the worst thing can happen when you're driving? A flat tire. It's miserable. You know, praise God for AAA. I'll keep that going. Because we called on them enough. Yeah, they've told me home several times when we were having trouble with the car or having trouble with my truck. I kept blowing a piston out the top of the engine. So thankful for that because I don't have to get in there anymore. I used to love working on vehicles. I mean, I used to tear them apart, rebuild motors, rebuild uh, transmissions, automatic transmissions, like doing that. Can't do it now. Too many electronics. I'm not an electrician. You've got to be as good as a mechanic and electrician equally to just work on a transmission, figure out what's going on with it. You have all the diagnostic stuff. So, <clears throat> in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 7, it says, 
Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. We all turn to dust again. We're going back to our elements again. And that's why one preacher I always heard is all we are is animated dirt balls. So all we are. We're made mostly of minerals and other stuff like that and water, but we all return to just a pile of dust. So death. Everyone has some kind of trepidation concerning separation at the time of death, whether it be the spouse or of the or of a child. We fear that. I mean, honestly, I, I'm not going to fear as much as Amy's feared and the girls have feared for their father. But I have prayed and asked God constantly to take care of our pastor. And I hope you have been too. To me, it's been a little bit of fear because I've learned so much from him. So we've been in several churches while we've lived here. But I don't think I've learned as much out of the Word of God as I've learned here. And it's been a blessing for that. So we're concerned about that, you know, loss of a spouse, loss of children, things like that. I'm not so concerned about my loss of life because I'm not going to die. I'm going to get promoted. Because we don't die. If you're a Christian, if you know Jesus Christ is a personal Savior, this body is just a vehicle. And we're going to be able to shed it. You know, what do they call it, crystallis or something? You know, with the butterfly and the the worm becomes a moth. Crystallis? Yeah, crystallis. Well, we're going to shed that stuff. So, we're seeing that thing in death, and we're seeing so much of that. Turn to Job chapter 12, verse 12. Job chapter 12, verse 12. With living a long life comes maturity, wisdom, and understanding, basically by our own efforts or sometimes by our own foolishness. Sometimes we have to learn the hard way. In Job chapter 12, verse 12, it says, With the ancient is wisdom and in the length of days understanding. With him is wisdom and strength, and he hath counsel and understanding. Verses 12 and 13. He hath counsel and understanding. Turn to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 31. So there's out of the Word of God we can learn so much, but we also learn a lot of things just living. First thing you learn when you open up one of these is trust what it says. Trust what it says. Proverbs sixteen thirty one: The hoary head is a crown of glory, if it be found in the way of righteousness. A hoary head. You know what hoary head is? What does the hoary mean? What if something is hoary? I'll give you an example. She's sitting in the third row. 
It's basically white hair. The hoary head, which is in, in there's two sitting in well, there's more out here. There's different ones. I got mine started. Mine's going slower. I'm, I'm finding out it's falling out quicker and it's turning white. <laughs> Look at Proverbs chapter 20, verse 29. Proverbs 20, 29. It says, The glory of young men is their strength. And the beauty of old men is the gray hair, or gray head. It's the gray head. So, you know, every one of us are just beautiful, aren't we? We're just, uh, oh yeah, really? Beautiful. Just starting out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Catching up, yeah. I gave them all. The sign of maturity. Yeah, it's a sign of maturity is you listen to your father this time. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I, it's the same thing with me. I listen to my father a lot more as as I as we both got older, especially. And he, uh, we worked in the same plant. We worked at General Motors. And at one time, he was like a seventh level boss to me, because he worked in salary. I was hourly. I was turning dials, making things. I'm working, running all kinds of machine, including CNC machines, computer aided, and all that stuff. I always wanted to work with my hands. He was a good boss. He was a good boss. He treated his people well. So, with maturity comes great opportunity for ministry. It could be a form of teaching, witnessing, or just passing a track out to someone. Linda come up with those cards and showed me. I haven't seen those yet. The, the cards that just have a little plan of salvation in the back. Take a bunch with those and just hand them out. Start up a conversation. You just say, hey, how are you doing today? And what I usually do is a better than I deserve. Because you know what? That always invokes a return answer for at least 80-85% of the time. It's all oh, you deserve better than that. I even had some, no, I deserve it myself, you know. But most of the time, no, you deserve better than that. And I said, no, I don't. If you'd known before I got saved, you'd know I was on my way to hell. So you can always open up a door. You know, and they get back off and said, do me a favor. Just here, I'll give you this. When you get an opportunity, just take a break and read it. Just all you got to do. You know, if they read it, they're responsible for what's said to them before God. I wouldn't tell them that because it might scare a lot of people. They'd throw it away right away. They don't want to. You don't have any responsibility. So be a helper for the kingdom. Turn to Psalms 92, verse 13, and we'll look at 13 and 14. Psalms 92, 13 and 14. Psalms 
Psalms 92.13 says, Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the counts of, uh, courts of our Lord, and they shall bring forth fruit in old age and shall be fat and flourishing. Well, I got the fat part good. Now I've lost enough weight, I can stick just about my whole arm down this shirt now. And you know what scares me when I see Pastor, you know, so he's lost a lot of weight, hasn't he? I'm sorry? 77 pounds, yeah. Well, when I look back, I think that's about what I lost since I got to the height of how big I was. Almost 77 pounds. Probably around 70. Just through trying to be careful with what I eat and everything like that. So we see that. So there's a great opportunity for ministry and to bring forth fruit. Turn to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2, we're going to read uh, verses 1 through 8. Titus 2, 1 through 8. But speak thou the things that become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. The aged women likewise, that they be in behavior as becometh holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine. I mean, I'd be better to stay away from wine, but you realize that wine is mentioned three different ways in the Word of God? It is. It's mentioned as alcohol or an alcoholic beverage. But it's also mentioned wine is considered the vinegar that they used. But the third one, which the most pure, was from the grape directly. And they considered wine, all three things in the Word of God. So when somebody says, you know, look at Jesus Christ took, you know, turned water into wine. He turned it into grape juice. Don't be deceived, don't be deceived by that when somebody's trying to pull that on you. So, give them much wine. Teachers of good things. That they may teach the young women to be sober, love their husbands and love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, to their own husbands, to their own husbands. I've seen it in churches that you gotta obey the pastor. That woman has to obey that pastor. No, that woman has to obey her husband. Now I think we should obey our pastor if he is serving God. When I've been in churches where it isn't necessarily so, we didn't stay in that church very long. Be their own husbands, that the word of God uh, be not blasphemed. Young men, likewise, exhort to be sober-minded in all things, showing thyself a pattern of good works, in uh, doctrine, showing uncorruptness, gravity, sincerity, sound, uh, sound speech that cannot be condemned, that he that is in of the contrary part may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say to, uh, 
having no evil thing to say to you. So we see that we have a responsibility to teach the younger, not just children as teachers in Sunday school things, but also by example to young adults. It's been determined in the past. This is an old thing that's that come up to me, come up in this study that, uh, that in the past that 63% of the world's greatest achievements were accomplished by those who were 60 years of age and older. Greatest achievements. Not just a good idea, the greatest achievements because they took the patience to follow through and go through it. Turn to Psalms chapter 79 verse 9. Seventy-one verse nine. I'm sorry. Seventy-one verse nine. That's my fault. Seventy-one verse nine. Cast me not off in the time of old age. Forsake me not when my strength faileth. We should be praying that all the time because that'll keep us looking right, and God will show us what we need to do. Look down in verse eighteen. Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, forsake me not until I have showed thy strength unto this generation and thy power to every one that is to come. We have a responsibility being older. You know, if I was any younger than what I am now, I wouldn't be qualified to even say anything about this. Well, then in effect, now that I've lived through a lot of things like this, and there's a lot of things that bug me. I'm down to one car. You know how difficult that is? <laughs> and that car is the truck, and that serves a double duty. That's going to be taking us back east coming up at the end of this month for a wedding and everything. We'll be gone for a little while. God wants to use the elderly Christian to show others how to die. How to die. Are we going to be dying, kicking and screaming? You know, hanging on to the world's delights? The things that glitter and glow? I mean, sometimes the glitter and glow helps us as if we're elderly. We can see better with something like that. Turn to Ecclesiastes again, verse uh, chapter 12. You should know this. It's the last two verses of Ecclesiastes 12, of the book of Ecclesiastes. And we'll conclude the message because it says, let us hear the conclusion. So you're going to hear the conclusion. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment and with every secret thing, whether it be good, whether it be evil. So, addressing basically mostly elderly here, we have a few younger ones, you know younger people, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But understanding the, the whole 
crux of the conversation through the Word of God is to hear the conclusion of the matter. And that conclusion of the matter is God is good. He's good to us better than we deserve. And the fact that He has given us the Word of God to help us. He's provided His Son to save us. And He's also provided ministers of the faith, our pastor, to teach and train us. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Thank you for what you've done, Lord. Thank you for what you've done through the Word of God to help us. And even though sometimes, like my father used to say, getting old is not for for sissies. And uh, sometimes I'm a sissy in it. I get cranky because I can't get up and move like I used to. And walking up the mailbox, which is uphill a little bit, gets harder every day. But help us not to complain, but remember that it's all going to change someday. It's all going to be better someday. It's all going to be bright by the glory of your face. Lord, bless and direct the rest of this day and the services to follow here and then also tonight. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.